0: Welcome to the Move Well podcast with Hannah and Connor, unpacking all things health and fitness. Today, we're going to talk about exercise during pregnancy. Hannah, you work with both pregnant women and postpartum women. So can you give us an an indication as to how important it actually is for that population to continue their exercise throughout the whole period?
1: Yeah, so it's actually probably one of my um, favourite populations to work with, mainly because I think for the vast majority of people, exercise is pretty straightforward. But when it comes to pregnant women, it's a little bit more complicated, or at least it seems that way. Um, from the outside looking in so one of the most important things for pregnant women to um, be aware of is that movement is almost definitely as important but almost more important to remain physically active during pregnancy because for loads of different reasons but one of the main reasons being that it's going to give you that extra little boost of energy to keep going Mm -hmm. so and your your health status does depend on your movement as well. So it can have such a profound effect um, and also keeping your energy level sustained for as long as possible during that time.
0: Yeah, okay. So how would you say uh, most people are aware of the different demands placed on the, the, the woman's body at the different stages of the pregnancy? So could you, could you give us an indication as to how you would approach that in your working with them yeah
1: it's a good question so i've i have found for myself and the clients that i've worked with um that the first kind of 12 weeks that first trimester can be a difficult one to exercise through every woman that i've come across has kind of experienced that in a different way so some people will have morning sickness other people will just be really tired and if they've got kind of any underlying issues um that they need to give attention to it may not be as straightforward but for the purposes of this kind of chat, we're going to talk about, you know, the, the average person, person yeah. who's relatively healthy. Yes. Um, so for myself, I would have felt quite tired through the first trimester. And so I wouldn't have really done much more than maybe a little bit of stretching and walking. Mm-hmm. And that was fine for me. And I felt quite comfortable with that. The most important thing to do is to listen to your body your body's going to tell you it's it's very intelligent it's going to tell you that you know right now is not the the best time to exercise and that is the most important thing so keep in tune with what your body's saying first and foremost Mm -hmm. above what any personal trainer will tell Mm -hmm. you if you're getting the indication that now is not the right time to to move to exercise then that's fine and anybody you're working with will understand that in terms of the early stages of pregnancy If you are feeling up to exercise, I would keep it quite light during the first trimester, mainly because the baby is going through its main part of development. And then after that time, it's growing. Mm -hmm. So you want to kind of give most of your energy to that. Um, Now, if it depends on the kind of training status of the woman as well, like if you've been involved in exercise prior to pregnancy and you feel up to keeping that going, then I would recommend that you do that. Um... However, and this is all based on obviously working with your doctor and if they've given you clearance, you know, go ahead and exercise. That's what we're talking about. It's with Mm -hmm. that clearance, it's with that Yeah, so communication
0: with all your healthcare providers is important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and yourself, of course. Mm -hmm. But so if you've exercised prior to that time, keep exercising, you know, as, as is appropriate. If you haven't exercised before pregnancy and you want to begin to do a little bit, then it should be a very gradual stage process and it shouldn't be going from like nothing to jumping into 10 kilos of weights mm-hmm. it should be graded and you should i would recommend that you work with someone in that regard mm-hmm. um because if you're kind of starting something and you're pregnant at the same time that's a very delicate relationship between the two and i think that you would need advice and yeah, um, guidance. guidance with that yeah. so so go
0: ahead Uh, regarding the the second trimester so we know just to to put that together the the first trimester is obviously a little bit you know you have to be mindful of Mm -hmm. what your body's telling you Uh, the second trimester is very commonly known as you know where you get energy back and you pull lot more um you know vigor to actually move Uh, and so would you uh how would you change your guidance then in terms of you know your clients
1: Yeah so for the first trimester I think it's important to remember that I'm definitely not saying do nothing what I am saying is it's important to listen to your body and you know take that as your indication um but if you're feeling like you do want to exercise like personal trainers and I would do it myself with some of my clients I have guided them through that period where they have used weights they have done you know squats lunges kind of more demanding stuff mm-hmm. it is okay to do it during that period just under someone's guidance mm-hmm. for the second trimester as you say it's like one of the best trimesters i've found because you're starting to get your energy back your symptoms aren't as bad as they were in the first trimester um and you're kind of starting to adjust to being pregnant mm-hmm. and you've got kind of a little bit of a bump so you've gotten gone past that stage where people are like looking and kind of thinking is she pregnant or Mm -hmm. is she just gaining weight or so you're kind of and especially if you're a first time mother all of those things can kind of be a bit awkward for you initially so you're now pregnant (laughs) undeniably (laughs) and um you're starting to embrace that so and it's a good time to get involved in structured exercise because it's during that period that i would work with my clients to get a lot of the strength work done yeah and that strength work is really important for when you know you start to gain that little bit of extra weight the baby's getting bigger and your body is now responsible for carrying a bump
0: mm.
1: and I, whenever you look at a pregnant woman you always kind of think wow like she's you know maybe under a little bit of pressure in terms of all the weight is to the front it accumulates quite quickly mm-hmm. and obviously the body is built to deal with it however people will feel that in different ways so mm. if someone if if some lady suffers with her lower back maybe that pain will kind of raise its head during
0: yeah
1: that time so again work closely with your with your um with your trainer to establish a program that works for you Mm -hmm. and so i think that's the biggest message to take home is that whatever exercise you do during pregnancy should all be tailored to you and your needs Mm -hmm. if you're going home and you have four children at home this is your fifth baby well then you need to be leaving that exercise session with some exercise or with some energy rather to go and tend to, yeah, absolutely you know, yeah. the what rest of you know. like. Yeah. So you have to take a realistic outlook.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So regarding the, um, you, you mentioned their strength training. Yeah. Would you, would you see strength as being the most important thing for you to focus on as a pregnant woman or is there other aspects in preparation of the birthing process that you would see as being important?
1: So, Both strength training and movement in general being two of the more important aspects of fitness while you're pregnant. Strength because obviously you're carrying this additional weight that you're not used to. And then movement because, like we've said before in previous podcasts, lymphatic system Mm -hmm. is burdened um, and it has an extra load on it as it has to deal with the toxins that the baby is is presenting as well. So the mother is responsible for dealing with those toxins. And so movement is the pump for the lymphatic system, the sewage system of the body. So if you start to sit down and rest more, that may be the case. You might need to take that little extra rest, but it's kind of at intervals. So if you're sitting down and say you decide in the evening you're going to take your rest, you're watching the film, get up you know, every kind of 10 to 15 minutes, little go to the loo go get a glass of water whatever it is come back it's that little movement movements frequently that will help the body to cope with that additional load Mm -hmm. so walking um cycling for me i wouldn't have been comfortable with that during pregnancy but again that's a personal thing Mm -hmm. like if you feel adept to go and do that that's fine if you've been doing it previous but for me that wasn't that was just a no-go but in terms of your cardiovascular system that Needs to be trained as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. so I would never say strength training is more important, but they're definitely on a par in terms of being able to get longevity and exercise mm-hmm. during pregnancy.
0: So, I know obviously from from knowing what you do in your classes that a lot of the time they're almost mashed together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, yeah. so you never just say, Okay, today's strength training, and you know, you're gonna build some muscle, you know, it, it's a case of. <laughs> You know, you're, the approach you take is often light, lightened often, you know, yeah. so high reps. Yeah. So, so that, that definitely takes in cardiovascular um, aspect to it as well.
1: Yeah. So during the class, what I like to do is kind of keep the ladies on their toes, mm, pretty, pretty much. much. And by doing that, you get a good variety of movement within the class um, and you, you leave the class feeling revived mm-hmm. as opposed to depleted. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing to get from your exercise while you're pregnant. Mm you do not want to be feeling absolutely wrecked after your class if that's the case you've done far too much yeah. and any trainer that you're going to be working with will tell you that mm-hmm. you want to feel like you've done something but you want to feel in your body like you benefited from it yeah. not that it's taken something from you mm-hmm. so it's that gain that you're looking for
0: yeah So I have uh, listened to some, you know, interesting podcasts and some read some interesting articles and people have often referred to this, the birthing process as a marathon. Mm. And then all of a sudden you're, uh, well, the marathon is the process Mm -hmm. of actual birthing and then The fatigue that follows is similar to that of a really massive, horrible hangover. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you're handed this baby. So you're physically wrecked. You've got horrible symptoms of like a hangover and you've been battered, (laughs) let's face it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have a baby to care for. So in terms of the mental preparation, I think that the aspect of of exercising throughout your pregnancy is a positive thing oh definitely even to address that yeah Yeah.
1: so in the third trimester i think that's where that preparation takes place so currently i'm working with a lady at the minute who is in her third trimester and what we've done more recently is that we've changed the approach to exercise so she carries quite heavy babies compared to her own anatomy mm-hmm. so it's always quite a taxing experience for her to do that and a small lady big bump yeah and i have taken that into consideration in terms of the exercise plan that i have for her mm-hmm. and so i would always work closely with my clients to establish a plan that i'm happy with but also they're happy with because mm-hmm. it's not really about what i want for absolutely what what i want for the the client is what she wants to achieve from her time spent with me So at the moment what we're doing is we've changed from that strength kind of cardio-based program in the second trimester and we've kind of transformed that into um, pregnancy pilates and um, light stretching. And still that cardio element, but it's not as taxing.
0: Okay, So again, you're going back into the almost a gentle approach that you would have done the first trimester.
1: Yeah, and what I'm doing is I'm now starting to taper her down. Mm. So she's now at around kind of the 30-week mark. And so we've now agreed that it is a preparation for the end. Yeah. Um, Like a marathon. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And so she's trying to conserve her energy. We've talked about um, the fact that the exercise is going to be functional. Mm -hmm. So I'm now showing her, you know, really safe ways to get up and down off the floor, to get out of bed, to... And like, this is her third baby. However, it's her first time to be involved in exercise like a structured exercise mm-hmm. program and she's really finding the benefit of it in terms of being able to you know have that strength to lift her other children mm-hmm. or to you know finish the exercise class and feel like revived and replenished mm-hmm. as opposed to feeling that depleted
0: wrecked <laughs> yeah
1: so she's really getting a lot from it which is great to hear mm-hmm. it's the functional aspect the exercise that's really important mm-hmm. at that stage at that stage because she needs to know that what she's doing during that class is, you know, useful for her. Mm. And that's that's what she wants from it. Yeah. Another lady might have trained throughout her whole life and so she still wants to be able to lift that weight at yes. that stage of pregnancy. Yeah. So it's all... Tailored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tailored and it depends on, you know, what, what the individual wants themselves. Mm. For me, at, you know, 30 two weeks i was finished with the weights i didn't just didn't want to do it anymore and so the only thing i did every day was walk but i was consistent every day with my walk Mm -hmm. so i would get up and i would do my five to six k and i would feel replenished after that and that was enough for me Mm -hmm. Um. now if i if i was to do that again i probably would incorporate a bit more strength Mm -hmm. into it knowing what i know now um and i think that would really help you in the fourth trimester which is Again, something that I, I want to talk about because I think it's one of those things that people don't know about.
0: Absolutely. Just before we go in there to the fourth trimester, all I wanted to talk about was the 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 positive effects that breathing can have. Mm-hmm. So I know that you have a real passion for core and core mm-hmm. function, yep. and obviously breathing is part of that. Um, so can you say? Can you can you let us the listeners know how you would incorporate? Um, functional core and breathing exercises to help them in that third trimester and into obviously the 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 marathon
1: yeah (laughs) Um, I quite like that reference (laughs) but I think as you said it's a major part of their training and I would see breathing as being a big part of their training so again with the clients that I worked with I would give them breathing to do in their own time Coming towards the end of pregnancy, depending on how you carry, it can be quite taxing on your breathing because you find that you're getting out of breath more quickly, that you might need to rest more often. And so having those breathing exercises to call on mm-hmm. can be a reset for your system to then start to calm down again because sometimes, especially if you've got an individual who struggles with anxiety mm-hmm. or maybe has a lot going on, they're stressed, they're come to the end of the pregnancy, for a first-time mother, they may not know what to expect. Mm-hmm. They won't even have an idea what a contraction's like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was me. Mm-hmm. I ended up asking like multiple different people, what will it feel like? And again, it's not... I think we're still at a stage in society where it's not massively spoken about. And I can understand from one perspective where it's like they don't want to unsettle you mm-hmm. coming to the end of your pregnancy preparing for your delivery in that like you don't want to think that it's the worst pain you've ever felt. But for me, I wanted to be prepared. Mm-hmm. So again, that's gonna depend on what the woman the person, wants. Person, absolutely. One woman might prefer to not have an iota of what's gonna happen. I wanted to be prepared. Yeah. So again, that's that's really good. If your trainer has um experience in that or knowledge in, in the area mm-hmm. to ask and they can share that with you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um so the breathing could be like five to ten minutes of your day when your other baby naps or is at play school or whatever, or if you don't have another child, so take that time in work at your desk or whatever kind of situation you're in to just calm the body mm-hmm. and and really give yourself that time to just relax. Yeah. Um, because it's those tools that are going to get you through the delivery.
0: Yeah, so, so we know that deep diaphragmatic breathing, so when you can contract your diaphragm, mm-hmm maximally basically when you can exhale fully and inhale fully so bringing through that full range that has an effect on our parasympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. which basically means it hits in in that relaxation mode yeah it allows the body to go okay and it's time for relax and you know calm down here
1: a big part of the functional core training that i would do with my postpartum women would be to really like focus on your breath because you're only really as strong as mm. your breathing and your core yeah, is absolutely. and your core can't function properly if you don't regulate your breathing. Mm. And regulating your breathing isn't really, you know, a, a kind of a descriptive term. Mm. So I want to explain that. What you're trying to do is allow your chest to expand with your chest breath. Okay, so vast majority of people think you breathe into your belly, mm-hmm. and you can when you're trying to relax. But the breath that you use when you're relaxing and the breathing technique that you use when you're exercising are two very different things mm-hmm. and they function in very different ways. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about right now is obviously the breathing to relax. Yeah. So the cue that I would use with the pregnant ladies would be you're trying to, to and they're often a lot more comfortable with it because they've got a bump, so yeah. they're not kind of concerned about letting their belly out or yeah. whatever um, kind of societal things. So what you're doing is allowing your tummy to relax. Your bump is going to seem like it's getting bigger. Mm -hmm. You're inhaling into your chest and then you're slowly exhaling. Mm -hmm. So there's like a technique called square breathing where you're inhaling for kind of four seconds, exhaling for four seconds. Mm -hmm. But again, you can increase that time as you go to work up to longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the relaxation benefit you get is obviously greater. So in through your nose and slowly out through your nose to relax. Um, and like the clients that I've used it with do find it great mm. to, to reset.
0: So you mentioned there about the importance of breathing and you're only as strong as your breath in the postpartum aspect of it. And so I just wanted to touch on the importance of that because when you have a, a woman in a third trimester, she obviously doesn't have as much room mm-hmm. in her abdomen mm-hmm. for her lungs to expand down. Yeah. So what happens there is that she is reduced. Her actual breathing capacity is reduced. So we then need to focus on regaining that in, in the fourth trimester. So it's habitual. So what I mean by habitual is when you're in your third trimester, you're constantly breathing with less of mm-hmm. a lot of the lung function or less lung capacity. So what you need to do in your fourth trimester is regain that. So you want to come out of the shallow breathing that was necessary in your third trimester because you just simply didn't have the space. Mm -hmm. And then when you're in your um, fourth trimester, it's about really regaining that and strengthening through that, Mm -hmm. using it to strengthen. So that would bring us on now to the fourth trimester. And what is the fourth trimester?
1: The fourth trimester is basically that 12-week period after you've had um, your baby. And everything is new you are trying to adjust to kind of life either as a new mother or as mother of two or three or four, whatever, you know, you're, yeah, you've situation. now got this new baby, a new addition to the family. And while that is an absolutely beautiful thing and such a joy, it comes with other challenges.
0: Absolutely,
1: And that's taken a realistic point of view. Um, and it's a time of like really a lot of physical and emotional change. So there's hormones flying around, you're up and you're down. Um, and hopefully, you know, in that situation, you've got support, familial support or friends and, you know, family, whoever it is that's there to support you. Um, it's a time where you really need that. You need your rest, you need support, and you need time to bond with your baby and your your now new family with mm-hmm. that with that little addition. So for that reason alone, it's majorly important. The other aspect of it that I think commonly goes kind of... On an unknown is that it's important to still move during that time mm-hmm. so some individuals will go and they'll spend and it's only something I've recently heard about they'll spend like the first two weeks just in bed and they find that that really works for them and um, I don't know many women myself who would agree with that in terms of i don't know if their head would allow them to sit in bed for 2 weeks <laughs> or maybe they would love to sit in bed for 2 weeks they and just they just don't let on no, they want no, <laughs> i think again it's for those for those um 2 weeks is really important to find what works for you mm. being aware of the fact that you don't overdo it yeah. now the rule of thumb is that the first 6 weeks you don't do anything strenuous in terms of exercise mm. and to be honest i would agree with that mm-hmm um because i think depending on the delivery you've had depending on maybe there's been some kind of physical trauma involved with the birth everybody's delivery experience is very different if it's a c section then you're dealing with a totally different um set of circumstances and it's really important to be aware of what your body's been through like you compared it to a marathon and that's really that's really relevant because like you've given so much of your energy to that delivery process now it's time to recuperate and Mm -hmm. bond with your baby and it's just enjoying that because I think most women will identify the fact that it goes by so quickly and then it's just a memory and you're kind of thinking I should have done this or I should have done that I should have taken it slowly like I don't maybe remember or because there's so much going on Mm -hmm. and you are so depleted Mm -hmm. and then for some women they've got other children kind of that need attention as well
0: so you need to get up and get at it? Yeah, well,
1: yeah so I'm, what I'm saying is that if there is support available, take it yeah. because you need to rest. Yeah, for sure. Um, in terms of the movement aspect of things, I think you should do as much gentle movement as you feel you're capable of. So I don't mean get down on the floor and do exercises. That's not what I mean. But again, breathing. Mm-hmm. So I, while I was having my baby, you were the first one to say to me, look, get your breathing going. I think Rosie was only maybe, what, a week old mm-hmm. and you kind of said, look, try this. And I did. And I still to this day think that that was such a massive um, bridge for the gap between, you know, finishing off my exercise kind of a few days before I had her to getting started again. Yeah. And it, it made me feel like I was doing something, which was really a good... um bolster for me it was a good boost to my morale because mm-hmm. if you're if you do exercise quite regularly and then you find you can't straight after that can be a massive outlet for the lady gone so by giving her something she can do it now puts a positive slant on it and she feels like she's recovering Structure, yeah, yeah. yeah so I loved that because I felt like I was doing something mm, <laughs> so good. if I had my breathing done for the day it was like a massive plus yeah um, and gentle breathing like so what happens is that obviously breathing works the muscles around Mm -hmm. your around where your bump was and most mothers are going to have that kind of little pouch after where Mm -hmm. you still kind of look maybe three to four months pregnant and sometimes that comes as a shock as well like I remember my mom telling me a story about when she was going in to have her first baby and she had it and she had a lovely outfit like laid out for herself to wear for coming home from the hospital and she could not get into it like (laughs) She was just over ambitious. Yeah. Nobody had told her. Yeah. Nobody had told her that you, you know you're still, back, your yeah. you're still gonna have a bump. you still your bump doesn't just disappear. Like mm. your muscles have to knit back together, and um, they need time to do that. Of course. So again, that's part of that f- fourth trimester.
0: Okay, so fourth trimester. We'll say the end of the fourth, tri- fourth yeah. trimester, going into you know, you know, inverted commas normal life again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what we're going to say there is. How would you make, what would you give as guidance to a a smooth or as smooth as possible transition into exercise again?
1: So if you are walking with a buggy and you're pushing a buggy or you have a double buggy and there's a heavier toddler in the buggy and you're you're newborn, that is resistance training. Mm -hmm. It's not about getting back to the gym ASAP. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're going to want that kind of time out for you to recuperate for a good few months after having the baby but it's not about getting back into the gym straight away and i really really would press home that it's not overly important to put pressure on yourself to do that in fact i would i would strongly recommend that you don't put pressure on yourself to get back into the gym asap Mm -hmm. um ignore the instagram posts ignore the facebook posts of women who snap back all of that stuff is is negative when it comes to your situation. Mm-hmm. There is no point in comparing yourself to somebody else because they have a different history, a different body type, a different set of circumstances. And so when when else in life would you compare two completely different people? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that, that's really important. I would start off by walking because walking is such a whole body exercise it's going to help with the healing it's going to clear the body you know help the lymphatic system to to push on and do its job um and and just listen to listen to your body again and i know i keep saying that but it's so important in terms of of your recovery and healing if it's a case that you want to do it in a gentle controlled structured way then there are loads of personal trainers out there that do have a facility for postpartum women. Mm -hmm. I love working with postpartum women Mm -hmm. because I think it's such... Delivering a baby and carrying a baby is such a big job and it's such a privilege, but it's such a challenge at the same time. It's also important to be aware that if you have any injuries associated with delivery... Be it, you know, diastasis recti, whether there's kind of incontinence problems after, whatever your own personal injury is, that that should be attended to in a timely fashion. It's not a case that, you know, every hospital or every physio that comes around to visit checks for certain injuries. And if you feel like you do have kind of, you know, an issue going on or a niggle, try and get that across to who, who, whoever, whatever medical practitioner you come across while you're in hospital or at one of your checkups after, mm-hmm. to really express your concern for that and try and get attention to that as soon as you can so that you can deal with it in a yeah. timely fashion. I'm one thing that I will say is that if you do feel like you have an issue and you're two, three, five, six years after having your baby, it's not too late to improve matters. And again, I would find a practitioner that does you know, address those issues and can work with that population.
0: Um, like yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I Like I do work with clients who have had diastasis recti um and it's such a big deal for them. It can be, it can, you know, break down their confidence. They can feel like they're not, they don't have the body they had beforehand and any mother will tell you your body is not the same because it's, it's now, you know, a, a mother's body and not that that has to be like kind of below par but it's now strengthened enough to have a resilient body that can be strong enough to carry children have more children maybe mm-hmm. if that's what you want um so that's really important just to give yourself that opportunity to get
0: the care that you need mm, absolutely so We'll leave it there. And again, we uh, have our website, mm-hmm. uh, which is Yeah. Online there, if you get in touch with Hannah, uh, we have online classes.
1: Yeah, and that's another thing to mention is that the fact that I do my classes online makes it accessible for most mothers. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to factor in time going to the gym. And, you know, then doing whatever they're doing at the gym and getting home. That could be kind of two hours out of your routine with your baby. And maybe you don't have someone to take them. So by doing that at home, the babies are more than welcome to attend. <laughs> mm. I, I do that all the time with toddlers running around and we chat and we, you know, have music in the background or whatever it is. They are part of your life and mm. they are part of the exercise too. And that's absolutely fine. So to keep that in mind that it's doable. Yeah. Half an hour of your day. Done and dusted, and you'll get the outcome that you want.
0: Perfect. Okay, so just to wrap it up, like we said, Michael Wayne Injury and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram as Michael Wayne Injury Management.
1: Thank you for listening. Tune in again next week for another Move Well podcast.